Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Status Radio for Sunday, December 4th, 2011. My name is John Corey. The number to call in is 805-830-8359. That's 805-830-8359. Bunch of things to get into today. You got the BCS garbage that's going to happen tonight. You got NBA free agency that's going to be crazy starting tomorrow. You have MLB free agency. It's really about to kick into gear this week with the winter meetings. You obviously have NFL Week 13. And a whole bunch of other miscellaneous stuff we can get into. We can also talk about how bad my Madden football team is. That's another story for another time. Um, let's get right into it. Last night, everybody pretty much helped serve. Oklahoma State had a very impressive showing against Oklahoma. In my opinion, Oklahoma State, even though they had that terrible loss against Iowa State, they probably deserved to be in the BCS title game. Um, You know, Alabama is a good team. Alabama is probably the, the rightful holder, the number two spot in the BCS. My belief is you only should get to play in the BCS title game if you win your conference. Alabama didn't even get a chance to play in their conference championship. They didn't win their division because they had LSU and Arkansas in it. And here they are. They got a chance to just watch everybody beat each other up. And it appears that they're going to go ahead and get the, the number two spot in the BCS and get the rematch with LSU. A lot of people have brought up the fact that LSU already beat Alabama. If Alabama wins, how is that fair to LSU? Well, what's fair about the NFL playoffs? If you play a team in your division, you beat them twice. But then all of a sudden, they have that one good game, and they advance. Are they going to do a do-over? Are they going to play a best out of three? No. It's circumstance. It's timing. It's right place, right time. Best game at the best time. Sometimes that's what it takes to win championships. In Alabama, it appears Alabama's going to have a shot to get the rematch, and it appears they're going to have a shot to win a national championship. Is it fair? I don't believe so. I really, really think that from what I see, Oklahoma State is very explosive. You know, I, I think just aesthetically, the game will be better to watch if it's LSU-Oklahoma State. I think more people will get into LSU-Oklahoma State. But let's not kid ourselves. If it's LSU-Alabama, the hype machine's going to get rolling. ESPN is going to go 100 hours straight of why you should watch this game and why it's going to be the game of the century. And let's face it, we're all going to watch. It really doesn't matter who's in the game. Opinion is just that opinion. Do I hope the coaches come to their senses and vote Oklahoma State too? I do. Do I hope the Associated Press does the same thing? I do. And let the chips fall where they may. Uh, LSU... Another slow start yesterday. Um, there was, a, a, I imagine, a little while some LSU fans were nervous. 
but Georgia just couldn't maintain. LSU took off, and they cruised to the win. Um, let's not kid ourselves. LSU is the best team in the nation. And I think no matter who they play, they're going to win the game. And in the end, all this talk about who deserves to be in the game isn't going to matter because LSU is going to be whoever's in front of them. Um, if you want to call in about that or anything else, the number is 805-830-8359. Um, you know, some other college notes. The Big East cannot get a BCS berth anymore. <laughs> I think they have three teams tied for the title, and it's going to come down to best BCS ranking. Come on, Big East. Come on, NCAA. You cannot be kidding me. West Virginia is a good program. They don't deserve to be in a BCS this year. And and West Virginia Clemson, you think the networks are going to be trying to walk and get that game? No, sir. No, sir. Um... You know, I think the disappointing thing about this weekend is the fact that Oklahoma had such a terrible performance against Oak State. You know, let's not act like Oklahoma's not uh, full of studs. And Oklahoma State ran right through them. And it it just goes back to my original point. I think they proved yesterday why they should be in the game. Take it or leave it, like it or not. That's the way I feel. Um... Status Radio brought to you by no one, no sponsor, no nothing. I guess I'm sponsoring the show. Uh, the number is 805-830-8359 to call in if you have a question or a comment. Uh, let's move on to the NBA. As you all are aware by now, the lockout is over. Players are going in into to their um, gyms and working out and getting ready for practice to start December 9th. Uh, the front offices are getting ready for free agency, which was just uh, announced, I believe, yesterday. That will start Monday morning. So that will be another frenzy, kind of like the NFL. you got Chris Paul allegedly saying he'll only sign an extension if he gets traded to the Knicks. As a Knicks fan, I appreciate that. Um... But also, as a Knicks fan, let's not kid ourselves. Chauncey Billups is a good point guard. Now, he may miss 30 games. He may get banged up. He's getting very old for an NBA player. But if we don't get Chris Paul now, I mean, let's not cry a river. Chauncey Billups is going to be all right, and and Chauncey Billups is out with something to prove. Um, He had some comments this week about not being happy about the whole being the other guy, getting traded for a superstar situation. You know, he's a five-time all-star himself. Needless to say, he's not happy with anybody being the point guard in the Knicks other than him right now. Let's not forget, he wasn't too keen on coming to the Knicks in the first place when he was a part of the, the Carmelo trade. And he seemed to embrace New York as the time went on, but he missed the last couple of games in the playoffs, he had the bum knee. And in New York, if you're out of sight, you're out of mind. On to the next. 
and the fans are ready to get on to the next. It, it looks like the players are getting ready to go on with the next. How is Chauncey Phillips going to walk in to the first Knicks practice and say, okay, guys, let's go, when Amari and Carmelo and whoever else in that team that wants Chris Paul is like, come on, come on, Chris. We got a cover. Don't worry about it. Come on. And Chauncey Phillips just sitting there like, guys, I'm, I'm still your point guard. It, it's, I have a feeling it's not going to be a good situation early. But I'm sure Mike D'Antoni let him run some offense. Say, guys, don't play one ounce of defense, and then everything will be all right. Um, point, speaking of point guards that are happy, John Rondo, obviously his name is rumored about getting traded for Chris Paul this week. Needless to say, he's not happy either. The NBA point guards at the moment are turning into the NFL wide receivers. Everybody thinks they have entitlement. Everybody thinks they're better than the next. And nobody thinks they should be traded for the other. Um, so the NBA will heat up in the next 24 hours or so. I'm, I'm sure tonight you'll start hearing a lot of rumors, a lot of this guy talked with this guy, this guy talked with that guy. So we'll see what happens in there. We'll, we'll monitor that. Um, baseball this week. You know, this is the period of the year where everything slows down in baseball. The winter meetings begin this week. That will start to pick up the free agency process some more. We're starting to get to the point where the free agents want to find your team before the, before the end of Christmas, end of the year. They want to wake up in January and get ready to go to their their locations for workouts and spring training and all that nonsense. Um, so right now it's slow. Obviously, he fell some of the Marlins. I believe there's three years, $27 million. Good for him. How's he ever going to save the games? They don't sign anybody else. Um, Jose Reyes, his situation has been pretty quiet. It's been status quo for the last three weeks. Um, the Mets say they're waiting. You haven't heard anything from Reyes. I guess the Marlins are waiting with their offer. Um not much to be heard from full hosts either. You know, I guess the Cardinals have an offer on the table to him. The one that really seems to be heating up is Prince Fielder. Um, it appears that he has offers from Toronto, or Toronto in English, um, the Rangers, and Milwaukee. I would be really intrigued if he signed first. I, I would actually think he would wait for Pujols to, to set the market. But, hey, I, I guess, you know, what's $150 million if, if you can get it? Not much of a difference between 150 and 200 right? Um, You know, some other baseball notes. The, the Mets have, well, done nothing this week. The good news is the Mets didn't call, get caught up in any Ponzi teams this week to speak of. Um... The Yankees didn't sign anybody this week, so I'm sure that's about to change. Uh, the Yankees met with C.J. Wilson. The Red Sox are going to be with C.J. Wilson. The Nationals uh, appear to, to be inching out as the front runner for C.J. Wilson. They already have an offer on the table for him that I believe is seven years, $130 million. You know, so C.J. Wilson had the fault is going to get a huge Cliff Lee, CC Sebastian type of payday. 
Uh, does he deserve it? He's a very good pitcher. Do you take? Do you need to take stock in what people do in, in the playoffs? Absolutely. But if they're not good regular season pitchers, how the hell are you going to the playoffs to begin with? Do you want a guy that's going to be 10 and 10, but he's a really good playoff performer? How the hell are you going to get there? And it really appears the Washington Nationals are just picking and choosing, throwing these big bids out. Wouldn't surprise me in the least in the end if they made an offer on Reyes. It wouldn't surprise me if they made an offer on one or two more pitchers. You know, the Nationals organization really seems like they have an idea. They have the money. And in the next five years, they could be a problem for the Braves, the Phillies, who at that point should be really on the downside with this group, and the Mets, and who knows what the hell the Mets are going to be. The Mets could be bankrupt next week, or next thing you know, the Mets could be signing people, and their fans will throw their hands up and not have a clue. Of course, there's no way the latter part of that statement is happening. But, you know, Mets fans can dream, right? Um, NFL. NFL last week was not all that interesting. Now, my picks last week, I was th- I was three and three. I'm five five and two for the year. Grant you, I started late, but at least I'm still five hundred. At least I haven't lost anybody money. Um, but you know the 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 sad part about last week's games is really the situation with with Sue on Thanksgiving overshadowed everything else. The Giants game Monday night against New Orleans, you know, there's a lot of ways a game can go. And if Eli doesn't throw that pick early on, is it a different game? Of course you can say that. But he threw the pick, and the game went downhill from there. Listen, I can tell you all day, if person X didn't fumble the ball, they would have scored a touchdown. Guess what? Eli threw the pick. The Giants went downhill from there. The Giants are really showing themselves to have a glass jaw right now. And they are way too talented for that, in my opinion. The New York Giants should be winning NFC East. The New York Giants should have won one of the last three games. Now, if the New York Giants don't win this week, they put themselves in a situation where the playoffs start next week. At that point, the Giants will have to win out to have a chance at the division title, and then you're even, at that point, probably getting into tiebreakers with Dallas. At the same time, I don't think Dallas is a cupcake game today at all. The Cardinals quarterback situation, you know, they really don't have one at the, at the moment. Kevin Cobb has not been as advertised. John Skelton is a second-year green quarterback who doesn't have a full grasp in NFL yet. I mean, listen, you play for the Cardinals, throw it to Fitzgerald. Enough said. But I can you'll hear my picks later, but it wouldn't shock me in the least if Dallas lost this week. That's the kind of team Dallas is. Dallas, you know, Dallas also has a lot of talent. But Dallas is the kind of team that any given moment they can throw in and does out there too, and, and Tony Romo can have that three interception game. 
And their defense can let somebody like Beanie Wells hit him for 150. You know, it wouldn't surprise me in the least. You know, you have some interesting games. You know, Buffalo, Tennessee, you know, last week, in my opinion, Buffalo lost an elimination game in AFC when they lost to the Jets. But at the same time, Buffalo played hard. Buffalo showed a lot more than I thought they were going to. And now Buffalo gets a Tennessee team that is still fighting for their playoff lives. I can, I can see the wheels turning, and now I can see Buffalo knocking Tennessee out of the playoff picture. Um, Chicago, Kansas City. Chicago should run all over Kansas City in that game. Uh, Miami, Oakland's another interesting game. I don't want to give the Dolphins too much time because people I know get too excited. But, you know, and the reality is, and as I think about it, Dolphins Raiders, that's probably a family feud for that person as, as well. But, you know, <laughs> do I think the Raiders can win? The Raiders are a good football team. They're a solid football team. And Carson Palmer's getting his legs under him. He's getting familiar with the receivers. The offense is turning along, and they're doing it all without McFadden. Once they get McFadden back, they could be explosive. But they don't have him today. And they go face a Dolphins team whose defense has played well all year. The offense has been suspect at times. But the defense has, been, has played very well. Not to mention it's a 1 p.m. game on the East Coast for a West Coast team that came from Northwest to fly to Southeast. It, you know, it's definitely a tough game for Oakland. I can see that game going either way. We'll get to that in the picks later as well. Baltimore-Cleveland, eh, Baltimore should win. Uh, Pittsburgh-Cincinnati. Now, Cincinnati played two good football games against Baltimore and then Pittsburgh, and they came up just a bit short. Now, this week they get the rematch, but this time Cincinnati is going to Pittsburgh. Cincinnati has proved themselves to play well on the road. Pittsburgh really just steadying the ship and, and making their December run toward the playoffs. As now is the time of year in the NFL where the good teams really turn it up. I, I think today's one of them games. I think today's one of them times where I don't think the game's going to be close. I actually think Pittsburgh's going to win by 10 or more. Um, you know, Cincinnati's had a good year. They've had a surprisingly good year. But I think today's one of the days where the Steelers are going to be too tough at home. They're, they're really going to start taking it to another level. Uh, more on that later. Uh, Jets at Washington, I think it's a tough game for New York. I actually see the Redskins winning that game. I think the Jets season ends today. The Jets have a lot of work to do to get to the playoffs. I think Washington's gonna gonna blow it out of the water today. I think Mark Sanchez is gonna throw two picks. I think the, the Jets running game is not gonna be much of a factor. Now, do I think Washington's offense is gonna explode? Absolutely not. But I think they'll run the ball well. 
I think they used the tight end well, and those are the two things that Jets have not been able to stop all year. I can definitely see Washington winning that game, and I actually think they will. Atlanta-Houston, a game real close to my part, and that's almost like the MASH unit game. Houston's down to T.J. Yates, a starting quarterback, and please sit down before I say this. Jake DeLome is their backup. Let that sink in. Jake DeLome is their backup. As a Falcons fan, I can only pray that T.J. Yates clicked his ankle and I get to see Jake. Jake likes to throw ducks and lollipops and likes to gift wrap interceptions right in your chest. Please let Jake Dellum in the game. The fact that he's able (laughs) to jump over Kellen Clemens, the fact that he's able to have a tryout and beat other quarterbacks shows you how bad those other quarterbacks are. Now, the Falcons are in a pretty bad situation themselves. Michael Turner's banged up. He might see limited action today. Julio Jones still has the hamstring. So he might see limited action today. Last week he had zero catches, and he was really a non-factor. Uh, Roddy White is a knee issue he's dealt with all year. So the Falcons could be in a little bit... Trouble today. The game's at Houston. Um, and with my heart, I'm thinking the Falcons are going to squeak by, but Houston has Andre Johnson, and I'm pretty sure that a lot of people could play quarterback. Just throw the ball to Dre. Kind of like the Larry Fitzgerald rule. Get the ball in his hands and let him do his thing. Tampa Bay, Carolina, that game. It's kind of turned into a dud, but you do have Cam Newton. Uh, Josh Freeman may or may not play. I believe he's a game-time decision. But it's not really a game we get too much into here. Um, the the Vikings hosting the mighty Tebow's. Will Tim Tebow add Minnesota to his list of Tebow's? I don't see it today. I see Jared Allen being a monster like he always is. The Minnesota linebackers have played well. It's on turf. The defense is built for that turf. Tim Tebow, even though he's fast, even though he runs hard, he's not built for games like this. Tebow's going to have to throw the ball to win today. I think I said that last week, too, and I was wrong. But this week, he's going to have to throw the ball to win. And he can't. I see Minnesota winning and really putting a damper on, on the Bronco playoff hopes. Uh, San Francisco, St. Louis, you know, that's a 13.5-point spread. San Francisco should win easily. Uh, Dallas, Arizona, another game I spoke about before. You know, I, I can see Arizona finding the formula to upset the Cowboys. Get a turnover or two. Run the football. Run the football some more. Run the football some more. You're going to have to put eight in the box against DeMarco Murray and hope Des Bryant doesn't kill you. Hope Jason Witten doesn't kill you. Hope Tony Romo has one of them 
space out Tony Romo days where he just starts throwing to whoever's in his way. I definitely can see an upset here. Uh, the Sunday night game, very interesting. Detroit, New Orleans. Obviously, Sue's not playing. You all talk about guys had a rough 10 days. Suspensions, appeals, appeals not granted, car accidents, hitting light poles, wrecking his car. I mean, <laughs> you know, when it rains, it pours, I guess. But I can de- see Detroit having a good effort tonight. You know, New Orleans likes to, to run up the score, and I like to have these big, big games on national TV. I think Detroit has got something to prove themselves on national TV. I don't think they like the way they're represented on Thanksgiving, and rightfully so. And I think these guys are going to come out tonight and really play hard and really play a good game, and they can put points up against the Saints defense. And Megatron can do some things against that secondary. Um, New England, Indianapolis, amazingly enough, it's a dud. It's a 21-point spread. And the Giants and Packers, this is where we're going to start our pick segment for week 13. Packers-Giants. Packers are undefeated. Giants have been in a tailspin. Eh, should be an easy game to pick, right? The spread is even conducive for picking Green Bay. It's a six-point spread. However, I see the New York Giants winning the football game. I think they're going to let Eli come out in the no-huddle. I think Bradshaw's back. I think he's going to be a factor. I think Brandon Jacobs is going to be a little bit of a factor in this game. And I know Giant fans don't think I'm crazy saying that. But I think you're going to see Brandon Jacobs do some good things today. But the Giants need to give Eli the ball, run, let him run his no huddle, just here and there, and let him go shot for shot and see what happens. Um, the, the, the point spread at six. The Giants are at home. I like the Giants today. I like the Giants, you know, 27, 20, 21, 27, 24 in that area. They're getting six, but I'd like them to win outright. Uh, the Giants are my pick, my first pick. Uh, my second pick, you know, I'm going I'm to go easy here. I'm going to take the Bears against Kansas City. The Bears are, get, are giving seven. I don't think it's enough. Kansas City's played tough for the last few weeks, but Tyler Palco is not an NFL quarterback. And... Until Kyle Orton's ready, I'm going to pick against Kansas City every week. Um, I think the Bears come out. I think they make quick work of the Chiefs today. I think seven points is not nearly enough to, to give for the Bears. I have the Bears as my second pick. Uh, my third pick, I'm going to go to Miami. And all the things I said earlier, how it's going to be a tough game for Oakland. Miami's been playing well. It doesn't matter. I'm taking Oakland. I'm picking Michael Bush, who's been running the ball down people's throats. I'm picking Carson Palmer, who's been picking apart defenses, left and right. The team is really starting to gel, and they're starting to gel at a good time. They can really take control of the division, say, with a win, because I think Denver's going to lose. So I like Oakland. Oakland's getting three. I like them to win the game outright. I'm going to take Pittsburgh over Cincinnati. I think Pittsburgh's going to win by 10 or more. 
Uh, the spread seven. Pittsburgh's giving seven. I'm going to take Pittsburgh. It's at home. Cincinnati has played some tough games the last few weeks. I think they're right for the picking today. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to take Pittsburgh as my fourth pick. Uh, my fifth pick, another upset. I'm taking Washington over the Jets, and I'm taking Washington to win outright. They're getting three. It doesn't matter. I think the Redskins are going to win the game outright. I think the Redskins are going to cause Mark Sanchez to turn the ball over too much. I think the Redskins are going to win, again, another tough game, you know, 17-13, something in that ilk. But I do think the Redskins are going to win for my fifth pick of the week. My sixth pick is Detroit against New Orleans. Detroit's getting nine. Enough said. I I think they're going to lose by a touchdown. I don't think Detroit's going to win. I think they're going to keep it close enough to stay competitive and have a good showing on national TV. I don't think they'll win, but I think they'll cover. So I have Detroit for pick six. And for my final pick of the week, I had the Arizona Cardinals over the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys can win by a field goal, but they're giving four and a half. I can also see that scenario where Arizona wins the game outright. Either way, I'm picking Arizona. I do think they're going to win the game outright. But they're definitely going to win my pick. Those are my seven picks of the week. Arizona, New York, Washington. Detroit, Chicago, and Pittsburgh, and Oakland. Those are my picks for week 13. See you next week on Status Radio.